Welcome to day 158 of Shaped by the Word. Sadly, we are pressing ever closer to the end of Romans. It's been a rich experience. Of course, everything we've read has been a rich experience, and everything we will read is a rich experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are you know, in a section of Romans where Paul is you know, telling us how to uh, deal with the differences within the body of Christ. There inevitably will be differences, uh, many of those based on preferences, a lot of those based on theology, and sometimes when theology and preferences collide, there can be a, a lot of disunity in the church. Mm-hmm. And so Paul is calling you know, the church uh, to be unified, and the only way that it's ever going to be unified is for us to put up with the failings of each other mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in this world. So we continue what we started yesterday in chapter 14 in, in chapter 15. The issue you know, has been uh, Jewish dietary laws and special days and celebrations those who have you know come to faith as Gentiles do not feel an obligation. Uh, they're enjoying wonderful freedom in Christ. Those who have come to the gospel, you know, through the Jewish faith, are deeply attached to some of these things, and they have been deeply meaningful in leading them, you know, to Christ. And and so they're hanging on just a little bit harder, maybe than they should. And the church needs to be patient with one another as they mm-hmm. work through these issues. So we began in chapter 15, but before we do, uh, we always offer ourselves and offer this moment uh, to the Lord for his word to be more to us than just a a nice read, Mm -hmm. uh, words on the pages or a few boxes to check off, that it may be a very vision of his heart and character and may it transform us Mm -hmm. to the place where we have his heart and character. So before we read, Cindy, could you uh, lift us up in a word of prayer? Mm -hmm. Father, we do approach this time in your word, as like Paul said, more than just a nice read. We know, Father, that it is your very words. It it contains all that we need for life and for godliness, Lord. And so we come to you now and ask that our hearts would be open and teachable and moldable in your hands. And that with your spirit, you would um, open our eyes to the things that you want us to understand and submit to. And so, Father, we just pray for your guidance through this. And we thank you for this time. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of Those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As is written, Therefore I praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will rise to rule over the nations, in him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another, that I've written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Elysium, I fully proclaim the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ has not been made known, so I'd not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as is written, those who were told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. This is why I've often been hindered from coming to you. But now that there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I've been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there after I've enjoyed your company for a little while. Now, however, I'm on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people. For Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it, indeed they owe it to him. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessing, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. So if after I've completed this task and have made sure that they receive this contribution, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there so that I may come to you with joy by God's will and in your company be refreshed. The God of peace be with you all. Amen. As we read that last page, we realize it didn't work out exactly the way that uh, Paul was hoping it would work out. He was attacked by unbelievers in Jerusalem. He was imprisoned, forced to flee for his life. And he will finally make his way to Rome, but it would be after imprisonment you know, in uh, Caesarea you know, for two years, mm-hmm. laying in anguish after a treacherous sea journey mm-hmm. and uh, in chains. But mm-hmm. still he will make his way you know, to, uh, to Rome. We're not sure whether he ever made it to Spain or not. Many, you know, speculate that there were a brief time when he was released from Rome, made it to Spain, yeah. uh, and then uh, again was imprisoned and finally executed. But even though it didn't work out the way Paul was hoping it would work out, God's hand is, you remember through Acts, uh, was all over the gospel, and it was preached to kings and to authorities and to rulers. And so there is a a wonderful end, even though it comes through difficult Mm. circumstances. So we have Paul, you know, calling us once again, you know, to be very careful in how we live toward one another Mm -hmm. uh, in order. And he says, we who are strong. In other words, even though he's he's (laughs) Jewish by faith, he is not attached to the food laws. He is not attached to the holy days. Mm -hmm. He has found what every one of these has been pointing to in the person of Christ. And Mm -hmm. that's where his confidence is. No, it's even in that, in verse 2, when he tells us that each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up, he, he attaches Christ right to that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because even Christ didn't please himself, you know? And so I love just, he does this beautifully in all throughout all of his letters, but just connecting 
the person of Christ and letting that inform how Christians live and the things he's calling us to do are, are not different than what Christ has done. Absolutely. The pattern of the gospel is always to follow the pattern of the cross or the pattern mm-hmm. of, of the Lord Jesus Christ who didn't live to please himself but lived you know, for the sake of others and offered himself for them. And, of course, that that is our call. Mm-hmm. We want to receive the blessings of the cross without living the lifestyle of the cross. Mm-hmm. And it, it calls us into suffering and it calls us into you know, forfeiting our own freedoms, you know, for the sake of others. And it causes us to no longer live, you know, for ourselves, but to live for him. Mm-hmm. And the way we live for him is, uh, is by living for those around us for the sake of the gospel. And I know you kind of already read verse one, but it just stood out to me. Um, we who are strong ought to bear with the feelings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Just the whole idea of bearing with, it just is one of those things that doesn't, you don't just you know walk away you you, you're still engaged and you're still hanging in there and you're still bearing with there's just something about enduring patiently it sounds like to me i don't know but yeah i love that and and of course it you know it goes down you know verse seven except one another then just Mm -hmm. as you know christ has accepted you in Mm -hmm. order to bring praise to god and a lot of times it'd be helpful for us to remember you know as we are patiently bearing with others right. which we seldom do <laughs> uh, patiently how, don't bear yes how patiently <laughs> just walk away how patiently christ jesus is bearing with us mm-hmm. and all of our you know we're, we're acting to outward things that we see in other people but we know the deep inward inconsistency exactly. we have yeah. and how he continually bears with us receives us offers mm-hmm. himself for us uh, and, and it, it's deeply humbling, but that's you know that's the key: accepting one another, just as Christ mm-hmm. accepted you. And then you're kind of wondering, like, well, how can I do that? Mm-hmm. You're like, how can I bear with people and accept people like Christ accepted me? And he goes, well, in verse five, like, God can give you an encouragement. <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah. you're not going to do this on <laughs> your own. Are no, you crazy? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. God yeah. will give you the encouragement, the endurance that yeah. you can actually have that same attitude in mind towards other people like Christ. That's yeah. how you do it. You don't do it. He does it. Right. right. If we separate that verse from the context, we miss that. Yeah. And what is the mm-hmm. endurance for? The endurance is for putting up with <laughs> yeah, the failings of bear, others you know, and bearing you yeah. know, with others you know, in the body of Christ. Mm. I do love that. Beautiful blessing. It's always been one of my favorite you know, blessings in Scripture in verse 13. Yes. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power Mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. And, and of course, that's mm-hmm. where we should be and where we should live uh, with this joyful hope mm-hmm. and this sense of peace and well-being that comes you know, from walking with Him in spite of our circumstances. So it's one of the most rich, you know, short blessings. And we probably ought to end every worship service just reminding <laughs> ourselves as you continue to trust in Him so mm-hmm. that it just overflows. And the trusting in Him part is what's key, obviously, to the joy and peace. You can't just pray, oh, you know, that you would have joy and peace. But it, it has to be mm-hmm. so connected to the trusting in Him part. Uh, yeah, so. our joy and peace comes from you know, right. trusting I love in that. Him. And I guess I'm often kind of lean towards the pessimistic side of things. So I see all these things in here, and I'm like, oh, yeah, just the enduring and the suffering, and I need God to help me. But Paul also, like, He's also really encouraged, you know, by the church as well. It's not just like he's continually discouraged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he even alludes to, man, I want to come see you guys, you know, in, in verse 24 and then verse 
32, you know, so I can be enjoy your company for a while. And so that in your company, I might be, you know, refreshed. And we see these really, these glimpses throughout Law of Paul's letters of just this really deep kind of relational side that he still does have with so many people and in their presence, in their company, because of the gospel, they are deeply refreshing to him. And so that's another side to ministry that we don't always talk about as well. And it is so relational, I mean, and that he's even asked them to join him or to, you know, be praying for him. And I really love that too, that he's made himself, you know, vulnerable to them and asking them for prayer. Right. Mm-hmm. And as we've already pointed out, many of the things he's asking them to pray for didn't yeah. didn't come out exactly the way Paul no. intended them to, but mm-hmm. God was sovereignly working in mm-hmm. adverse circumstances to bring about his glory and to mm-hmm. advance the gospel in places, you know, that it it normally, you know, wouldn't go. And so you wouldn't really say that their mm-hmm. prayer was a failure. You would say that their failure, yeah. prayer uh, was ultimately a success when mm-hmm. in the end you trust God you know, to do what only God, you know, will do. Mm-hmm. I, I like, you know, backing up, you know, toward, the, you know, verse 16 uh, where he talks about he gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God, and certainly that is you know a, a priestly duty. Whenever you know God gathers His people at the foot of Mount Sinai, He said, "You will be for me a nation of priests." In other words, your, your call right. is to represent me to the rest of the world and a holy mm-hmm. nation. But the priestly duty goes much further than simply the proclamation of the gospel here Mm -hmm. so that Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, Mm -hmm. sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Nothing could be more pleasing to God than to see the gospel take root in people's life and to see them come to know him through the the powerful work of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. as he transforms us and, and makes us a people that can enjoy and know the presence of God. So I always love the Old Testament mm-hmm. allusions yeah, you know, that you one. find in the New Testament, mm-hmm. you know, the New Testament writers. That's so good. And love even in light of that, you know, verse 20, Apostle Paul, it's always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known. Well, what's even more amazing yeah. is he said, there's no places left for me yeah, to work. However, my work's done here. <laughs> <in this region. laughs> so I got to find another place. Yeah. You know, that, that's a pretty amazing you know, no, body of you know, 30 man. years of work. Yeah. You know, that he has done where mm-hmm. major cities in Macedonia, you know, and Asia Minor, you know, have churches now, healthy, thriving churches, some more healthy than others, right. and some more thriving, churches. you yeah. know, than others, but they have, they have churches and they have elders, and mm-hmm. Paul said, I need to move on beyond here, uh, otherwise we're just trampling on each other, yeah. you know, with the, for the cause of the gospel, but what a wonderful, you know, what a wonderful summary of that. Yeah, it is. It is rich and it is good. And uh, we've come to the end of our podcast today. So, David, you mind leading us? No, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the wonderful truths of Romans 15. Um, We love seeing your heart for the Gentiles and that they would rejoice and that they would extol in, in, in knowing you. And so, thank you so much for the faithfulness of Paul and so many other men who have carried this gospel, who have fulfilled that priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God to one another. Um, We do ask that in the same way that the gospel will continue going forth here in our city, in this area, and that many more will be able to glory in the gospel and that they too will become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are faithful to endure us for this task. And we ask that you would, for your glory, for our joy. We praise all in the name of Christ. Amen.